Welcome to Top Brew, the show that is best served fresh. Top Brew is currently sponsored by Thrasher Coffee. Visit thrashercoffee.com for small batch roasted to order coffees and use the coupon code FUSSYCOFFEE to save 10% on your order. I am Joe Darnell and joining me today is friend of the internet, the man of the YouTube crowd, Mr. Justin Archer. How are you doing, sir? Awesome, awesome. And yourself? I'm doing wonderful, thank you. I actually just finished producing last week's episode earlier today. When you get this, it'll be in the future. And so time displacement and all that stuff, I feel like this is a time warp kind of moment. This is actually going to be, let me look at my calendar here. I closed my calendar. Why did I do that? Where's Marty McFly when we need him? Okay. Yeah. June 17th, 2015 is when this show goes out. And today is uh, June the 11th. So my head is kind of spinning. (laughs) Well, anyway, enough about scheduling. Justin, welcome to Top Brew. You drink coffee, right? You know, I've had it once or twice. Yeah. Good stuff. I I hear it's going to be big. Yeah. Well, and you know, I've been talking about it for 20 episodes of a podcast now. You really should check it out. I've, I've listened to 19 of them so far. Okay, good. What do you think? Thumbs up? Thumbs down? It's good. I, th- I, I think you know, I got something going here. Sweet. And do you think that we love up to the, you know, the motto, the, the podcast best served fresh? Oh, definitely. 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 And, you know, actually something before we begin, I would actually just like to pause and acknowledge both you and Eric for pointing out and emphasizing that coffee or, or any other variable that factors into your overall quality of life, uh, that it cannot compensate for a suboptimal lifestyle. And I know I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here for those people listening and going, okay, what's he talking about? I have been in the health, fitness, wellness industries, as I lightheartedly refer to as making bodies better world for 14 years now. Yeah. I really appreciate two of the, well, I appreciate all your episodes, but two specifically, one that you talked about Bulletproof Coffee and the other about you know, basically kind of, you know, how much caffeine is enough or, or too much. And I have to say for, I love the podcast about coffee. That's not about health, fitness and wellness. You both communicated this message better than I would say a lot of health, fitness and wellness podcasts. Interesting. Yeah. And I feel like I'm taking the health fitness issue more seriously now in my thirties. And so we did a lot of research behind that. And, you know, I know the guys care about it a lot too at Thrasher Coffee because they're, you know, they're kind of wary of the impact of all the coffee tasting that they have to do at the roaster because they'll be brewing some coffee. Sorry, they'll be roasting new beans and they want to try them out and experiment, but they're also like watching their caffeine intake because uh, around the clock you're, you're just drinking caffeine all the time. And uh, it can get kind of crazy. Oh, definitely. And, you know, something, uh, probably the number one lesson that I try to spread over on my site, OptimizeSelf.Ninja, is that the human body is a stimulus response organism that's responding to stimulus 24-7 without prejudice. So it's what you do the majority of the time that matters the most, not your best intentions. And so I love it that you guys are aware of that both for yourself and others that it's like, Hey, you know, yeah, a cup of coffee is good, but it's like, what's the minimum effective dose. And then at what point are we over caffeinated or becoming uh, chronically over caffeinated? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Justin, to clarify exactly wh- who are you, what do you do? What are your services at the website optimized self.ninja? 
Yeah, so I host and, and fairly new to to hosting a show. I'm definitely taking notes from from yours and other podcasts and other YouTube videos. I host a show called the Optimize Self Show. That's up on YouTube, correct? We'll have a link in our show notes. Yeah, yeah, it's on youtube.com forward slash optimize self ninja. Uh, and basically what we talk about there is is helping people rediscover their health, upgrade their fitness and optimize their wellness, all having fun kicking ass through lifestyle design. Okay. So when did coffee enter the picture? What, I mean, you've actually talked about this in your YouTube program. Can you explain? Yeah. So it's actually interesting because I didn't really start drinking coffee until maybe two, two and a half years ago. Before that, I wouldn't say I hated it, but I, I didn't really, I, I, I disliked it. I, I, yeah, it just was not for me. And I would try it every once in a while. Were you drinking soft drinks? Um, had some Dr Pepper or something else as your you know your go to drink or? No, no. I've uh, from a young age, due to my parents, you know, really just drank a lot of water, occasionally juice and milk. Excellent. Especially my a- adult age, just water, 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 and the occasional smoothie or, or something. But I would say ninety five percent water. Impressive. And and what brought me to trying coffee was I was experimenting with what's known as a, a cyclical ketogenic diet, which I know sounds like a mouthful, but basically it's just, it's eating in a time frame of eight hours and then fasting for 16 hours. And I had thought about doing it before, but I'd come from a bodybuilding background. And so I was used to eating every, you know, two to, to three hours. And I thought, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. And I heard a way of, of starting it with kind of training wheels on is to use what's known as bulletproof coffee, which, which you guys did a uh, episode on. So, so that's how I started to use it. And I was actually really surprised when I first made a cup that I really in, enjoyed it. And that's what got me started to learning about how to make it the different brewing methods and devices and change the water temperature and the grind and all this stuff. And it turned into a really fun hobby. Interesting. So in particular, in your scenario, you picked up on it for its, uh, for like your fitness benefits. Yeah. One thing leading into another, how did it influence your taste for coffee? Did you pick up uh, an appreciation for the taste of coffee and how did you take it from the beginning up to the present? Yeah. So I think I first started with just coffee and I didn't do it traditional bulletproof style. I first used uh, coconut oil rather than MCT oil and then I think just some some a little bit of stevia for sweetener and and it was good and I think the first time I made it I used uh, don't 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 throw me out of the podcast here but a Keurig <laughs> uh, because that's that's all that was around oh I did in Texas visiting family and that's I think all they had except for one of those mocha pots which back then I, I didn't even know how to use that so I still don't understand those mocha pots. <laughs> All right. So I don't, I don't feel so bad. I think I played um, with one on a kitchen set when I was about three years old and that was the last time I fiddled with one. I just got annoyed with it. Yeah. And so I used the Keurig and you know, it turned out, you know, okay. And I was, I, again, I was pleasantly surprised that for the first time in my life, I actually enjoyed the, the coffee. And since then I have graduated to, you know, using an AeroPress and using a Hario mini mill to hand grind. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm all in now. I got a, you know, what is it? The Bonavita, the, um, the, ke- the gooseneck kettle. Yeah. So I'm all in now. 
Excellent devices. Uh, I think you, I think you've got this idea down pat. So I do want to pick up your brain a little bit more though, concerning the health benefits and how you weighed them. Sure. This is, this is the most intriguing concept to me because we've talked about caffeine a little bit before on the show. Mm -hmm. And in the context of discussing caffeine, we understand that if there are some addictive qualities to it and, and some people are going to be more affected by those than others. And then also there's just the effect, the, the side effects that can be caused, but also the positives where it does create a little bit of extra adrenaline. It gives you a little bit of an extra dopamine. It also keeps you more alert because of how your brain responds to it. And so I think a lot of people, when they weigh the pros and cons, they clearly identify that the pros outweigh the cons when it comes to caffeine. So how did you determine that in your exercises that you wanted to create a new routine where people would abstain for caffeine for a week? And how does that work? Like I said, being in the, what I call the making bodies better world for 14 years now, I, I have a pretty thorough understanding of, of both the, the minimum effective dose of caffeine and the point of diminishing returns. Um, that said, I make it a point to cycle off of all caffeine for a week every two months to give my adrenals a break and, and to allow them to replenish. And this is something that I recommend my clients and, and everyone to do so as not to become chronically over-caffeinated, uh, that is to say, you know, dependent on the stuff. When I start to hear people, it's like, oh, I can't function, I can't do anything until my until I have my coffee. The, the question that usually arises in me that I pose to them is, hey, when's the last time you went a week without any caffeine and usually the answer i get is i can't remember that far back <laughs> you know and i'm like okay okay that's that's fair you know a lot of people i think are in that in that boat but for those people i would say yeah cycle off for a week and i understand for some people that's easier said than done so i came up with what i refer to as no caffeine for a week challenge made a, a youtube video playlist on some things that you can do to curb withdrawal like symptoms i actually just got done doing this i'm on my fourth day back on coffee after being a week off i had one cup of coffee on uh, on the first day and oh my gosh it felt like i had three i definitely have to remember <laughs> to use no on day one no more than one aeropress scoop because i was thinking and talking a mile a minute just i i, I was like okay not a scoop and a half or, or anything like that just one scoop and that's the cool thing i tell people is you know, we've all had that happen to us. Oh, I used to have one cup and it was two. And, and next thing you know, oh my gosh, I'm having five or six cups a day to get the same effect. And and a lot of addictive drugs or substances are, are like that. You have to have more of a, a bigger dose to get the same result. And if you just take a week, in some extreme cases, two weeks, but for most people, just a week off, it gives your adrenals a chance to just Oh, breathe and resynthesize. And when you come back to it, you feel amazing. Yeah. You know, some people choose not to. I mean, I like coffee, but I just know I like it more and I function better when I schedule that one week break roughly every two months. It doesn't have to be right on the dot, but sure. See, the caffeine is rewiring the way that your body takes in energy and your body produces a lot of its own energy. When you have the caffeine though, you're telling your, your, your body and its system, it just, you don't need to use this. You can use a little bit of less of that and you need to use more of this and, and all this rewiring, this reconfiguration is just uh, taking place because of the, the regular doses of caffeine. And by resetting, 
you're going back to how you normally originally were and how you would be at your present age without the caffeine. And that can take, uh, that can be a very severe adjustment. So how, how do your, your clients usually take this? Have they experienced very negative side effects and how do you suggest to them that they ease into it? Or do you make a recommendation for helping them alleviate some of the well agony of losing out on the caffeine when they are resetting their adrenals? Yeah, absolutely. I'll be the first to say going cold turkey, although I would say it works for majority of people, it is not for everybody. They have a lot of uh, like withdrawal-like symptoms. For some people, I might say, hey, maybe for a week or two before coming off of all caffeine, you switch to something like green tea, which along with the caffeine includes L-theanine, which has, it still will make you mentally alert and curb any withdrawal symptoms from coming off coffee. But yeah, it, it, to, to lesser degree, it has more of a kind of a calming effect. And so that that's one way. But I put together the no caffeine for a week challenge for my clients and it's it's free online we'll include a link i'm sure in the show notes for everybody to take a look at but there's various techniques and strategies people can implement in their day-to-day lives who want to try exploring yeah you know what i've been on caffeine for a while i've been probably i'm probably over caffeinated drinking too much I, i should take a break various things you can do and it's seven days they're relatively short videos like maybe i don't know two three minutes things like supplementing with phosphatidylserine and choline bitartrate which are two supplements you can pick up at any local health food store they it's like adding more ram to a computer Mm. and they're really good at helping you think clear they're really good especially for people trying to come off caffeine that's one way the other is making sure you're properly hydrated which is something you should be doing anyways but usually i find people are, are chronically dehydrated that's kind of a common denominator so drinking you know eight to 12 ounces of ice cold water immediately in the morning Mm. also not all the time but when i take a break off of coffee i also usually some days have a a mug like say eight to 12 ounces of cold water and i put a teaspoon of pink himalayan salt in it stir it up and sip that over mm, about 20 to 30 minutes. And that's actually really good again for the adrenals. Hmm. Obviously you got to add more water so it doesn't take taste like you're drinking the ocean. Um, (laughs) But there is things like exercise, different techniques you can use just going for a walk outside. Probably the one that people least like, but will definitely wake you up is a cold shower therapy, taking a a (laughs) ice cold shower in the morning. Uh, Every time that I have approached a cold shower therapy experiment on myself, I, I usually do it because I am tired in the morning and I'm trying to get that kick apart from the caffeine as you just described. And it's not that I, in my case, I was trying to use a program, but I realized for whatever reason, getting to the coffee and making it was not going to come fast enough. <laughs> so I would, the sh- but the shower was closer and I'd find myself uh, getting to the shower, turning, turning it on and my, my hand would just refuse, absolutely refuse to turn it to a cold shower. I just wind up with a regular normal shower and it, it you know, it doesn't do the job like a cold shower will, but any kind of shower usually helps you like refresh the mind and, and stimulate yourself from head to toe so that you, you, you get your not blood flowing, but at least you feel more alert. Oh, yeah. And it definitely does get your blood flowing. And actually from the the contractions, you know, you your muscles make when you shiver, it actually will help pump lymph out of your system, which is the toxic stuff we need to get out anyways. And they don't have a, a pump like your heart pumps your blood. And the only way lymph moves through your body is through muscular contractions. And so if you took a five minute cold 
shower and you're basically your muscles are contracting, uh, releasing, contract, releasing for five minutes, it's helping get all move that wow. out of <laughs> you. And there's a lot of other health benefits. I mean, you can anybody can do a quick Google search on uh, cold shower therapy. It helps burn more, uh, you know, brown fat, which is the fat that's around your organs, helps with mental clarity, helps in men and women, obviously, to the right amounts, uh, bring up things like testosterone, even out things with uh, estrogen. So there's a lot there's a lot of benefits yeah. uh, to it. But yeah, it definitely wakes you up. I don't recommend, the first time I tried it was in Poland in the winter. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I did it for 33 days straight. Probably not the smartest place and time to start it. Yeah, um, it sounds like you shaved off 33 days of your life. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually, oh, and one of the benefits of it is actually feeling happier. And I always joke, I think, I think that's a side effect of when you're done with it, Oh my gosh, you are the happiest person. I'm so happy to be out of that freaking cold shower. <laughs> yeah. So that's one. Um, people at their convenience can take a look at the uh, No Caffeine for a Week Challenge video playlist that uh, we'll link to. Excellent. Yeah, check it out. Definitely not saying people should not drink coffee because that would be hypocritical because I love it. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. Hey, and speaking of coffee, I want to get to our sponsor, but first wanted to say that when we come back, let's think about your own coffee brewing setup. How do you like your morning ritual and how you incorporate coffee when you're not off of the caffeine hiatus? Sounds good. My thanks to Thrasher Coffee for supporting Tot Brews Podcast and our website. Thrasher is the craft roaster from the heart of Dixie. They specialize in fresh roasts available on their, at their online store that are made to order and delivered to yours within 48 hours of purchase. As someone who receives a freshly roasted order every two weeks myself, I can personally vouch for their craftsmanship and my satisfaction from their delicious coffee roasts. Thrasher has a medium, a medium dark, and a dark roast, as well as a specialty blend of medium dark and dark coffee beans. My favorite is the Liberty blend because it's just the way that I like all coffee to be. It's you know exotic and, and robust with hearty notes of cocoa. And in just a few clicks at thrashercoffee.com, you get your order varieties by the pound and shipped to you at their peak freshness. If you want to get their handcrafted roasts a try, first try to see how you like them, you can order them by the pound, or go ahead and sign up for a membership of the coffee plan, and they'll send you whatever quantity of coffee you need every two or four weeks. And premium online Thrasher coffee does not come at the premium price of other craft roasters. All their roasts are $17.99 plus $5 shipping on the total order with a coffee plan. And unlike most small batch roasters, coffee by the bag, Thrasher always gives you a true 16 ounce pound of coffee rather than the so-called 12 ounce pound that other roasters pack. That's 25% more beans with every buck. And if you sign up now with a membership, you'll get a free French press. This is Eric's favorite coffee maker. And if you'd like to know more about how to use it and our own recipe here at Top Brew, we discussed the French press on episode 13, which includes our tips to make it a great tool for everyone's brewing ritual. Thrasher always treats our listeners like the beautiful coffee lovers that you are. So Top Brew listeners get 10% off of their purchase with the coupon code FUSSYCOFFEE at checkout. So my thanks again to Thrasher Coffee for supporting Top Brew, which is this podcast and our website. 
Now, Justin, you definitely have refined your tastes. You have found the way to optimize and be efficient with your with your intake. Now, how do you just like it in the morning ritual? You know, what do you take? What is your normal drink? You already made allusions to a few of your tools. So, tell me how how you take your coffee and why. Sure, and I and I like how you worded that. How I optimize. Thank you for that. <laughs> Um, so I enjoy waking up most mornings to pick one of my, one of the many delicious brewing recipes from the AeroPress timer app, which, uh, I think you you and I'm sure other listeners and fans of the AeroPress are familiar with, right? I use it all the time. Yeah. And, uh, then I grind whole beans by hand with my Hario mini mill slim grinder, which I absolutely love because my wife and I are traveling all the time. And then of course I use my trusty AeroPress and sometimes I use paper filters, but more often than not, I go with uh, my trusty Able brewing disc. Okay. And then you use the water kettle for heating it up. And do you prefer your temperature at the recommended temperatures of the recipes in the AeroPress app? Usually I do 212. Sometimes I do variations like I'll cycle through the all the AeroPress timer app recipes, but I will occasionally make my own kind of variations. Like I say, oh, I really like this recipe, but what if I change the the brewing timer? What if I change the temperature? What if I just change the the grinding? So I'll try to change a variable at a time and kind of dial in how I like that. Yeah, because the reason I ask is because with the AeroPress timer and most of the AeroPress recipes that I have come across, they recommend that you go on the low end of the of the temperature scale. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, 176 or you know up to 185 is the most common numbers I've seen. True, but I. I have had positive results in that range it depending on what i'm going for it, it does it, it changes the flavors I mean, going all the way up to 200 or 205 degrees which might make something more familiar to someone who's accustomed to traditional pour overs or electric drips yeah. but now you know you actually use some bulletproof coffee as well though right Yes. Um, right now, I'm I'm just using um, I think we got from from Costco's the coffee bean and and tea leaf. Uh, it's the whole bean French roast. So I've enjoyed some of their darker hmm. and lighter roast as well. I usually prefer medium to dark. My wife Anya she prefers lighter. I don't hold it against her. Um, <laughs> in the past, like last year, we were in Vancouver for four and a half months, so we tried some local Canadian roast uh, have you heard of kicking horse coffee no hmm. that one's pretty good it's kind of i guess what you would call kind of a mid-tier it's not like the, the cheapy bargain stuff but at the same time it's not like super super uh, exotic or expensive but it's it's good mm, i uh, found it on the internet yeah here we go kicking horse coffee Ooh, nice website <laughs> and then uh, when we find ourselves in europe i use a wide range of beans um including both Robusta and Arabica beans. In the future, I definitely, there's a couple coffees I'm interested in. Of course, Thrasher coffee. Mm. Uh, um, I, I have yet to try it, but I want to. And a couple others that I've just heard good things about, maybe you or some of the other listeners can comment on, Blue Bottle, mm-hmm. Intelligentsia, and Death Wish, just because I kind of feel like I have. <laughs> yes, why not? I can comment on those. They're, they're all good ones. I have tried them, and they, they are worth a try. If, you, if, you, if you've got on this far go all the way in the case of blue bottle i find it to just be a little bit more exotic than my tastes would normally allow it they like more of the lighter roast spectrum so more mediums than than darks mm-hmm. and the, but then in general i say that a coffee is still worth a good taste testing any day of the week sure. I, yeah i've experimented with these and i know once you've tried one you want to try them all so yeah start somewhere and just dive in but the thing is is that 
I find it more compelling to find something that I just want to stick with for my regular coffee routine. And I'd rather not experiment on a new kind of coffee roast with my regular coffee routine. It's because just because if I happen to pick up a new, a new roast and I'm committed to the entire bag of beans and I don't have anything else in my house and I'm not too crazy about it. I don't want to be committed to that new bag of beans for the next week or two weeks while I I would incorporate it in my regular brewing ritual. So I find something alike. I always have it in my kitchen. And then when I'm trying something new and different, it is the extra. It is for the bonus. Usually I'll have the thing I like most in the morning ritual and then come the afternoon when I'm ready to try the new thing, I'll have it for the early afternoon cup of coffee. Yeah. And that makes sense. Probably a little bit different in that it's rare that I would say I make a coffee that I'm not content or, or, or happy with. Um, but I always like tweaking, even if it's with the, the, the current bag of coffee I have and making little adjustments. So I very much enjoy the, you know, the journey rather than the destination of finding the perfect cup. I would have cups that I would say are perfect or near perfect as much as I like them. And I'll, I'll make a little note, like an Evernote about how exactly did I do that? So if I want to come back to it, I can at the same time, the next day I might be like, you know what, as silly as this sounds, I may not want that perfect cup of coffee. I may want to try something else that could lead to a, a, I know this is not a word, but perfect er coffee, or maybe not as good, but, but a different on the different, uh, uh, taste spectrum, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I very much enjoy the journey and experimenting with it on a regular basis. Hmm. Uh, even so much so that, you know, most people know Bulletproof Coffee uses grass fed butter and MCT oil. Well, I actually experiment too sometimes with different fats. Like today I use ghee from grass-fed butter just because I'm, I'm taking a little break off of, of, of dairy. But I'll also try other fats, coconut oil. Um, I've actually even been known to use bacon in my coffee, which uh, is is delicious. Both I've tried. Interesting. I've tried the bacon fat. I've actually tried bacon pieces. And actually what I really like is using a recipe for one of my quote unquote perfect coffees and then just taking a strip of coffee and almost using it as a stir and it adds, depending obviously on the, the type of bacon you're using, a type of, to me, almost like a sweet popcorn-y type of, of flavor and taste to it. It's, it's, it's good. That's, it's definitely good. Huh. So if you haven't tried baking your coffee, at least I, I would definitely say it's worth giving it a shot. I, I know what I'm going to prepare for Eric on the next time he comes over here to record a show. <laughs> He'll never know what hit him. Yeah. He'll give me a look for sure. <laughs> like who you've been talking to that crazy Justin. Dang it. <laughs> so next question here, uh, what would you add to your coffee gear? What's on your wish list? You know, how would you take raise the bar? You, you clearly like to experiment more than your average good coffee enthusiast. So I'm, I'm curious. I'm sure there's going to be something interesting here. Yeah. Right now. I, I like the setup I have because, like I said earlier, my wife and I are traveling constantly. So an AeroPress and a, and a Hario Mini Mill works out really well for that. But I think when we settle down, I'm definitely looking to getting a uh, Barazza Virtuoso, the uh, conical burr uh, grinder, which I know a lot of people have. You know, I look on Amazon. There's so many good reviews. So looking at, at that, and I like 
I like doing hand grinds and single servings because it is usually just me having it. Occasionally, my my wife will partake in a in a mug or so. But uh, when family and companies around, I like the idea of uh, the Chemex. And actually, I, I really like actually the look and overall feel of the the Chemex, the the automatic, because it looks like a little shower head just over the uh, yes the Chemex. I have seen that device. It's a very attractive one. It looks like an Apple product. Exactly, and I'm uh, very sophisticated. It would fit uh, with the rest of our decor and devices. The we can. Call can we just go ahead and call it the Apple coffee maker? Uh, we'll just have to run with that. There we go. Yeah. We'll start rumors. <laughs> and another one that I think is pretty cool. I love by hand stuff as much as I love tech. I also love like, oh, you get to actually hand crank this. You get to do this by hand. There's something just about it. I think it, it's you're, you're more involved with the, the process. And something that really resonates with me on that is something called the Rock. It's R-O-K Espresso Maker. And I haven't really gone into espresso, but if I would, this would be the first way. And it's definitely more affordable than I know a lot of espresso makers that it's a it's a by hand. Wow. It's pretty cool. And actually, I think they're developing right now also a, a hand grinder to go along with it. Wow. Very good list. All right. Just one last question for you then, Justin. Uh, this is this has been a very interesting conversation. I, I like your approach because you're more experimental. You're more creative. You, you take an interesting approach to, um, I would imagine, more than just coffee. So, but the last question is, what is your favorite mug and why? So, you know, again, my wife and I were traveling all the time. I seem to find a favorite mug wherever we go and wherever we find ourselves in the world. I don't really travel with one, but I do have to say I have my eye on two mugs I would really like to have, especially when we settle down. And one is um, this company, Two Grand. Uh, they're kind of like an Instagram for foodies and and people on on various different diets. Um, it's, it's a pretty cool site. I've talked to several occasions the the owners of it, and it's uh, the Two Grand's Mug of Awesomeness. I just <laughs> something, <laughs> something about that resonates with me. Definitely, it sounds like twice the awesomeness. Exactly. <laughs> that and, can't be a problem. And the other that I think is really cool is this Aperture Labs portal mug which if anybody i don't know if you're familiar with uh the the video game portal it's on uh, i think all the you know ps3 xbox and stuff and it's a problem solving kind of game in a in a first shooter perspective and it's really neat it's a it's a very thinking type of game but also very fun and there's um some very kind of dry but witty humor involved in it with a robot that talks to you <laughs> like they have an aperture labs like uh you know jack and coat and you can actually get a little coffee mug it's really interesting <laughs> nice oh yeah very good conversation justin thank you very much for joining me on the show i appreciate your unique flair you're welcome might i ask you one question before uh, before we go okay yeah this is new uh, sure go for it okay and and, and don't get scared here but mm -hmm. if every post and podcast over at top brew fm were were lost or, or deleted somehow and again, don't get scared. <laughs> and today was your last day on earth. What three things would you want to pass on to the next brewing generation and leave behind as your coffee legacy? Wow. Oh. If I had to give him just advice, I'd say always make it yourself. Make it fresh. Use recently roasted beans. I guess those would be three. I, I, I think that that sums up the most important advice because... The older the beans, the ickier they get. And if you're not brewing it yourself, you don't understand the variables that went into the good cup of coffee versus the bad one you tried. And you couldn't recreate it. 
as I always say, if you're not testing, you're guessing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and ultimately, I, I think that the world would figure out a way to bring back a good cup of coffee with or without top brew. I'm, I'm just guessing. <laughs> but you're such a vital part of that. <laughs> <laughs> I th- that there would be a cloning operation. It'd be a very unique operation. I'm sure the man behind Aerobee products and Aeropresses, he, he would, he'd get right on that. He would recreate us somehow. <laughs> I can see that happening. Yes. <laughs> uh, thanks again, Justin, so much for being on the show. Uh, thank you for having me. And thanks for joining us for this special interview episode of Top Brew. You will find the show notes at topbrew.fm slash podcast slash 21. If you would like to keep up to date, follow us on Twitter at topbrew.fm. Justin, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, yeah, you can find me uh, over on my homepage, optimizedself.ninja on YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash optimizedselfninja and on Instagram at optimizedselfninja. I like how you're using the uh, this special URL domain. Somebody's got to use the ninjas. There's not enough of them in the world. <laughs> and if you are a barista, a roaster, a ninja, a guru, a connoisseur, or just your average Joe with an opinion about coffee that you would like to share with us, then please email me about getting into an interview on another episode of Top Brew. Send that to joe at topbrew.fm. If you like listening to Top Brew, then there's someone who probably will appreciate what you have to say. I also want to give a special thanks again to our sponsor, Thrasher Coffee. To show your support of this podcast, enjoy Thrasher Coffee. Go buy something at thrashercoffee.com. I know you're going to love it as much as I have. And let them know that we have sent you. Use the coupon code FUSSYCOFFEE to get 10% off of your order. I'm Joe Darnell, and you've been listening to the Top Brew Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>